0: Good morning, Northwest Community Church. This is incredible. Vaughn Park, here we are. Great, great day to see you here. I mean, it is August in North Carolina, and the first number is a seven. Seriously. Okay, we couldn't have asked for a better day. Praise God for that. It's great to see each of you here today. Obviously, today, I just want to set the stage for what's going to happen. We are here to praise King Jesus. That's what we're here to do. And we're going to do that together. We're going to do that through testimony, through praying, and through sending. And we just want God to be glorified in all that He has done in the last year, to recognize what He has done in the last year through our church, and just have some testimonies for you. We want to pray together. I want to kick us off with reading a scripture that just encourages us to lift up the name of the Lord and to praise the name of the Lord. In the book of Psalms, basically, there's the largest section in the book of Psalms, one of the largest sections is the songs of lament. God, where are you? God, where are you? And then at the very end, he just comes back home and recognizes how good God is. But the whole book, the book of Psalms, ends with an opportunity and a declaration that, hey, I just want you to praise the Lord. Psalm 145 to 150 says, let's praise the Lord. I'm going to read Psalm 150 as we just continue to herald the name of Jesus right here in this park, okay? So let me go ahead. Psalm 150 says this, praise the Lord. "'Praise God in his sanctuary. "'Praise him in his mighty heavens. "'Praise him for his mighty deeds. "'Praise him according to his excellent greatness. "'Praise him with trumpet sound. "'Praise him with the lute and the harp. "'Praise him with the tambourine and dance. "'Praise him with strings and pipe. "'Praise him with sounding cymbals. "'Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. "'Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. "'Praise the Lord.'" Let me pray for us and let's do that together right now. God in heaven, thank you for the privilege that you have given us and blessed us with to praise your holy name. There is no one like you. Our praise is reserved for you. Let us come here this day and be reminded of all that you have done, all that you will do. Thank you for the promise that you will not leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity to know you because of him. And may today, may you hear our praises because you are worthy of everything. Let us use all that we have to praise you because you are worthy. We love you, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: All right, hey, good morning everybody. As Matt said this morning, one of the things that we wanted to be part of our service is to celebrate stories of things God is doing in our midst. Uh, at this church, through our church family. And uh, so you're going to get to hear from a few people and the ways God is at work in their family, in our community, and through certain things that God's placed on their hearts. So the first story that I had the privilege of introducing is the Dingle Dine family. If you don't know them, you should. Steve serves on our elder team. They're also part of our First Impressions team, and they do a whole bunch of other things as part of our church family to encourage us to come alongside of us, and we love this family. Um, And uh, for some of you, you've seen this family grow quite a bit over the years, and so we're excited for them to share a way that their family is living on mission for the gospel right now. I'm going to pass the mic off to them and let them share that with you, share something God put on their hearts specifically for their family to be involved in.
2: Thanks, Dave. Well, good morning. Uh, It's a privilege for me to stand up here and get to share a little bit about how the Lord has um, asked our family to step out in faith and over this past year become a licensed foster family uh, in the county of Durham. And so, uh, I wanted to share just a little bit with you what that looked like for our family. So uh, we became licensed about a year ago, uh, but the process of the Lord just making us aware of the significant need for foster families here in the Triangle uh, began even before that. So we started the conversations uh, many years ago, and uh, if I'm being honest, my wife Wendy was much farther along and ready to step out and do this. Probably years ago, um, and so it was me that was holding us back for a little bit. But the Lord really made it clear to us uh, in how He had um, made us aware of this. So we've we've joked over the years. I think Matt Rice has uh, said that we were on the Rice family plan. <laughs> and if you know what he was talking about, it was because we had so many little ones so close together. Um, we quote beat Matt in how close our children were born together, but. We knew that the Lord really had uh, given us a heart for others and for children, and we were made aware of this incredible need uh, in the Triangle for foster families. So after we became licensed uh, about a year ago, um, it was it's an interesting thing to be licensed and waiting for that call to um, have someone placed in your home. And so I'll share with you today what that was like for us. It was April the 11th. I was up in New York City on a business trip, and I was sitting on the runway waiting for my flight to bring me back to RDU. Um, I told Wendy that my flight was delayed. I might not make it home until later. And she said, well, I was going to try to surprise you. Durham called us. Um, We got the call. And that's such a weird feeling because you're excited to be used. You're not excited to hear that there was a tragic event or something that happened, but when we made it back, um, we made it back to our house, and a car pulled in, and um, somebody stepped out and handed us Caden. He had a onesie and a bottle, and that was it. And they said, here you go. So we have the opportunity to have him in our lives, in your lives, as part of our church family, and... Um, There are so many gospel opportunities uh, as we continue to learn more about fostering in our community to have gospel conversations and gospel influence. We met his family. We love his family. We know they love him. We know that they're fighting for restoration, and we're excited to be a part of that, to love them, to pray for them. And um, we know that our family might look different next month, next week. That's okay. It's what God has called us to, and um, we're privileged to be a part of that. It's also just a privilege for our family as a whole, as parents, to have your children be a part of living on mission and what it means to serve others and to do it in a way that it's not about us. It's about the gospel. And so it's an incredible opportunity to do that. And so we know that you're an extension of that as our church family. Many of you who know us, who have supported us in just coming alongside, encouraging ways, Watching Caden from time to time. So we're thankful for that. It's great. Uh, it's a great honor to share the story and to just celebrate with you what God is doing and is continuing to doing. So thanks for the chance to share that. Love you guys.
1: Thanks, Dingle Dines. We love your family. We're thankful for what you're doing. I'm going to pass it off to Adam.
3: Thank you. I'm Adam. Again, welcome. I know you've been welcomed a lot, but it's a beautiful day. And uh, super excited to be just celebrating the year with you guys. And uh, privileged for me to introduce one of our students to you, who just over the years that I've gotten to know him has has really shown a desire for um, him to live out his faith in any way that he can, uh, a heart for his friends and that they would come to know who Jesus is as well. So I'm going to let him share a little bit about that. As school kicks off for him tomorrow, and I know some of you have already started um, who are in the private school world and all of that, um, but our public schools start tomorrow, so everyone's getting ready to, to really be in full-fledged. So I'm going to let him share a little bit. Introduce yourself for us, and uh, before he gets into what some of his ideas for the year are, as far as how he wants to reach his friends, I'm going to have him share just a little bit about what God's been doing in his life. So who are you? What God um, has been teaching you lately?
4: My name is Cody Cross. Uh, I'm in tenth grade. I'm going to Green Level High School. It's the it's a brand new high school, and I have a great opportunity to to really share my faith with other students. And uh, I'm really glad that gave that God gave me this opportunity. Well, um, <clears throat> God's really been teaching me over the past year about uh, integrity and perseverance, and how when it seems like nobody's there for you, God's always there, even when he doesn't like answer you with his voice, he always answers you with miracles and visions and like, just stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good opportunity for me to go to Green Level, I'm on the football team, and uh, I'm, I don't know, we, we're a really good unit together, we're a really good team, we're really close. We joined the football team earlier this summer it's been a really wild ride, but it's a it's a really cool experience to be the first year and a sophomore. I'll be the oh, there's only freshman and sophomore in the school right now, so I'll be the top grade for three years. It's really cool, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good experience and really good opportunity for me to share my faith with others, especially around the football team and like have that opportunity.
3: Cool. So God's given you a, a pretty great platform because there's not many people that get to start as top of the school as a 10th grader, right? So that's pretty sweet. Um, so you have football. I know you wrestle. Um, and then you, you really do look for opportunities, not just in the sports world, but other places as well for you to live out your faith and to share that with others. So I want you to share with everyone here just some of the things you shared with me as far as um, how God has used you in the classroom and, and some things that you've already begun to put in place for yourself and for others as far as carrying out your faith, sharing the gospel, bringing others into that, um, that relationship with Christ.
4: I know school and classrooms aren't really the best opportunity to share your faith with others, but in the past, sometimes if I finish my work fast and at the end of the class, if other kids are done, then I'll just bring up the topic of religion and I wanna learn more about what they believe so I can understand how to Kind of counteract that, and I share what I believe. I just want everybody to know why and what I believe, and it's a great opportunity to to use that and just to spread my faith. Talk about football. Um, so I guess football again. <laughs> it's it's really crazy. Like I'm, I just got bumped up to captain of the football team, so. A lot of people look up to me on that team, and they can listen to me, kind of, and I'm like a leadership role in that, and it's just, I've already spoken to some of the guys on the football team, and we're going to start a, start kind of like a, a brother kind of club. It's going to be a Christian club, and we're just going to do a Bible study every week, maybe two times a week, and it's going to be really great to just have a bunch of boys going together and just coming really close together.
3: Cool. Yeah, Awesome. So to take the initiative to see some other guys on his team say, you know, I got that C on my jersey. How am I going to lead these guys? And to already at your age, you're 14, right? 15, sorry. Um, To be thinking that way and going, you know, how can I bring these guys in? And uh, we can strengthen each other and have that bond even in in our school setting Um, is really, really cool. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you students down front and to you guys out there as well, just to hear students that are going, how do I live this out in my school where it's becoming ever more difficult to to live out your faith in school, but for him to go, you know what, I'm going I'm to talk about religion nonetheless and talk about my faith and hear about their faith and, and have that conversation respectfully. So really, really cool. I was really encouraged by him. Hopefully, you guys are too, just to hear that, man, this is a, a new school year, a new opportunity, and I'm going to go after it and uh, do everything I can to, to love others in the name of Christ. So thanks for sharing, Cody.
0: All right, you're in for another treat because we have another testimony right here. This right here is Sandy Russell. Let's hear it for Sandy. my life is better, especially hearing this woman pray. If those of you have ever been around Sandy Russell in a prayer time, which happens the first Monday of the month at six o'clock now, we're moving into six o'clock. But if you hear this lady pray, I'm telling you, she just it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. She just talks to God. And so what we've asked Sandy to do is... Um, Sandy put her yes on the table and asked God to put it on the map. And he placed her in Carolina Preserve, not simply just to exist, but to make a difference. And so I'm just going to give you the mic right now. It's on. And just tell us a little bit about some of the things that you are involved in and how you got to Carolina Preserve.
5: Okay. Good morning, everybody. This, it's such a privilege to be here, to be able to, to tell a little bit about my life and I'm so excited about where I live. I live out in Carolina Preserve and I know that many of you know where that is because you've come out and you've helped the people out there and they love our church because of all the help that you've given and it's it's such a great testimony to our community. So I thank all of you who have done that and I uh, love this. Uh, It's a 55 plus living Uh, active living community there are many among us here today that live out there and I'm just so excited that I'm part of that community I didn't know when I moved there uh, what my mission was going to be I just uh, um, was talking to God and he just told me that I had asked him that there were several um, Jewish there were two Jewish um, uh, groups that had were meeting and I said where are the Christians? And he says, "Well, Sandy, that's for you to do. And oh I thank you, Lord. And so it was exciting though, because I just started to walk around the neighborhood and invite people to come along, you know, just to walk and we would talk and you know eventually you get there. And pretty soon I had uh, about 11 there were 11 women who said that they'd like to do some Bible study that they didn't, they kind of had stopped in their 12th grade, and uh, they may or may not have had much of a spiritual life in between that time. And they were interested, and it didn't sound too threatening to come over to my house and, and uh, have a cup of coffee and to talk. And we started out with a uh, wonderful program was called Starting Point. Um, and uh, it was uh, a great place to start because it was just very conversational. And when we finished those 10 weeks, I said, well, are, any of the, are you any interested in any more Bible study? And they said, yes, we'd love to do a Bible study, all 11 of them. Well, my house is small uh, because the Lord had told me to come when I came there that I was supposed to downsize and live below my means. So I did that. I got the smallest house I could get, and I was in a, in a, a very small house, so I couldn't do it there. So I went to Bradford Hall, and they, that's the big activity center, as you, many of you know. And they promised me time and space, and then they had to back out of that. And I was so discouraged. But I was going down to the Coles. To the we were in um, Bible study at church then, and uh, he'd gotten a book, and I was going down to pay for it, and Alan said, well, how are you today? And of course, not being one to just say fine and leave it there. <laughs> I said, I'm so, I'm so, in, don't know what to do because I thought I had a place for 24 women in a Bible study, and now I don't have a place, and I don't know what to do. Now, this was only three to five minutes after they had turned me down, and, and I prayed the whole way over, but I never expected God to work that fast. <laughs> So, anyway, he looked at me and he said, "Sandy, you can have that at our house and sure enough, we did, and twenty four women came and then the next time we had thirty some women, and now we've gotten up to about eighty women, and so I'm so excited that there- the Lord has done it all though, because I don't take any credit. He just made it so easy. He brought the loveliest women to be facilitators, and they just have they just lead their groups, and there's so much good that comes out of that. We want them not to just learn about Bible stories. We want them to learn the Bible, and we want them to learn to love Jesus. And that's the whole thing, is to, to capture these hearts that maybe have set their spiritual life aside for a while, and now they're at a place where they will be, have interest, and they come, and they are part of our fellowship and we're excited about that. And we do have prayer time. We have intercessory prayer when we're not having Bible study. We have uh, another group of Christian fellowship that uh, for men and women in the evening. And we have programs. And we meet two times a month in that. We do the National Day of Prayer. And it's just been it's so exciting. And it's, it's as though I haven't really had to do anything that the Lord just makes a way. You know that song? there seems to be no way. And every time he's made a way. So I'm so excited about being in the in that community. What a lovely ministry field. We, we just praise God all the time that we feel so blessed to just even be there. And uh, I hope that you all come and visit us when the, when they have these days that you come out. And I'd love to see you walking around our neighborhoods and and uh, just, uh, I just feel so glad that I'm a part of this church as well, because it's been so supportive of everything that we have attempted to do.
0: Amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, amen. Here's here, here's here's just one quick thing. I was cleaning out the gutters of a lady's house over at the Carolina Preserve, and the name Sandy Russell came up. And this is what this lady said. Who's who's? She just said. She's really serious about her faith. Don't you want to have that reputation? That's, that's the reputation I want to have. So, Sandy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for thank sharing with us. Let's hear it for Sandy.
1: <laughs> we hope this morning, as you've heard stories of people in our church family living on mission for the gospel, that you're encouraged, that you're part of that. Um, We've all been able to be part in a small way of the ministry of Sandy and the Crofts and Esther and so many others that live in Carolina Preserve as we come alongside them and get to uh, serve with them so that their platform can increase and they can reach more of their neighbors with the gospel in Carolina Preserve, and we love that. Uh, We love high school students that are living on mission, looking at a high school captain of the football team role as an opportunity to engage his teammates with the gospel, uh, and as the Dines shared about this um, restorative ministry that they're part of, of seeing families reconciled, but also seeing gospel opportunities uh, in Durham County. We just love seeing these stories of how God's at work through your unique gifts, the places he has put you. And we know there's other stories we could have shared this morning. Um, I get to close out with one more story of a way that God is at work through our church family. Um, and we didn't save this for last because it's most important. In some ways, we saved it for last because while it's really exciting, um, it's not most important because those things that we just talked about are most important. And I'm going to close out with two stories. Um, and the first one is is pretty cool um, because uh, many of you know that we've been on a journey as a church for the last five years uh, as it relates to land. Uh, some of you have been here for the entire time and you are saying, yeah, we're tired of the little updates here and there, and we don't really know what's going on, and, and we hear you. Um, some of you are like, yeah, we didn't even know we had land. That's cool. Um, well, so um, I'm going to bring everybody up to... Up to- Somewhat of the same page, very briefly, because the kids don't really care about this. Um, But in in case you didn't know, last year or five years ago, we became the owners of a bunch of land. Um, And uh, the plans changed and changed and changed and changed again uh, as it related to that land and how God was working in that. Um, We still look back on it and we say, God, you knew what you were doing. Um, We didn't, and that's okay. Um, We knew that we were following obediently and prayerfully to say, God, where are you taking us? And though we had plans, he changed them as he often does in our lives. However... Uh, Last summer, we shared with you that we had finally sold off two-thirds of the land, leaving us with just 21 acres, and that was the end goal at the beginning, um, as we had found the right buyer, and we had proceeded through that closing, and uh, we also told you that our goal this year was to pay off the remaining debt. We had a little bit of debt left as a result of needing to put money towards improvements on the road, and so today, I get to share with you that we did, in fact, pay off our land completely. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, This past year, God has been good to us in that our operating budget has been healthy. There's been additional gifts towards the principal on that loan. And just a couple weeks ago, we paid it off in full. We own it free and clear. It is our land. And that has been something we've been looking forward to for a long time. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. Also, we don't just own the land. We also put about a million and a quarter into infrastructure improvements that needed to happen. Uh, That's a big deal. It's really boring because it's just a road, but it has to happen. Um, And so that's really cool. God has provided all those things for us. And uh, so today we just want to celebrate that in line with these other things of how God is at work through our church family, what God is doing to give Northwest Community Church a opportunity to influence our community for the gospel. Um, Our next step, because everybody wants to know, so what's next? Um, As we told you last year and earlier this year is that we are in a position and a posture of praying before we proceed that God will make it abundantly clear how we use the resources he has given us That's not just the land, that's our budget, that's how we spend money, that's how we spend our time. All of those things we believe God is going to use when we offer them to him and say, God, do what you want to do with this to make the most of it for Jesus. And so we want you to join us in praying, and that's not a trite thing, we need you actively praying with us. One of the ways we're going to do that is we're going to actually have a prayer and worship time on the land this fall. Uh, We don't have a date set for that, we're trying to decide exactly when, Um, but we're going to gather on that land and just kind of in a time of commitment and dedication to God, say, God, do what you will with this piece of property. Um, We're using it the best we can right now, and we know God gave it to us as a resource. He entrusted us with it to use for his glory, for his kingdom, and ultimately so that others may know who Jesus is and what he's done for their lives, not so that we can have a building to worship in. Um, So yeah, so that's the update. Look for those details. Uh, in the next few weeks, we'll put that date on the calendar, invite you to come out. It won't be quite as nice as this because we don't have an amphitheater out there. Uh, we'll be just meeting on the ground, picnic style. I don't know. Um, it'll be fun, though. Uh, we'll worship together. We'll pray together towards what God has for us with that property. But for now, uh, it's ours, free and clear. We just have to pay property tax, and that's it right now. So um, praise Jesus for that. Thank you guys for your partnership for that. We're excited. Um, The last story, though, and and more important than that one, is that I've gotten two updates in the last two weeks from our global partners, Uh, and these are really cool. Uh, Some of you got one of these if you're on Dima and Maria's prayer list. Uh, Others of you haven't heard this, although if you're friends with Emmanuel, our Kenya pastor, you may have seen some glimpses of this, but I want to read you a note. A couple weeks ago, I received a note from Daniel. If you've been to Kenya, you've met Pastor Daniel, Uh, biggest smile you've ever seen, That man loves Jesus. He loves learning English and trying it out on us. It's really fun to start getting emails from him. And he sent these words after a recent conference, and this is literally his words. Those who have given their lives to Jesus were 32 men. It was a men's conference, and 32 men in their community put their faith in Christ alone, which is a big deal. If you've been in a church in Kenya where we go, there's a lot of women and they have a hard time convincing these men that there is someone beyond themselves to put their trust in. And so when men put their faith in Christ, it has the power in that community to do something incredible. Um, There are some amazing things happening because children are growing in Christ because of the leadership in many cases of the moms in their home. But these men have been notoriously difficult to reach with the gospel. And so as these pastors pour themselves out into these men in their community... We are just praying that God is going to change the course of a culture that has been really, really, really difficult. And so 32 men coming to Christ and committing their lives to him. And now these pastors are coming alongside of them to disciple them, to make them into men who love their families and put them before their own needs. Um, It is going to be neat to see what happens. And so we celebrate with Daniel and Emmanuel and the other pastors that 32 men just a couple weeks ago are now following Christ and are the next generation of leaders in the Kenyan church. And, and that's not because we partner with them, but we do get the privilege of coming alongside of them. So thank you for giving our operating fund. We support them every month. We supported that men's conference so that that could be possible, and, uh, and they're thankful for that. And so I bring you thanks on their behalf. Uh, the other one is I got a note from Dima and Maria Kotik, who you heard from earlier this year. Uh, I love those guys. Uh, They're serving in Ukraine as well as Central Asia, Uh, planting churches, partnering with churches to help them make disciples who are making disciples. And um, they've recently started a new church with a group of Ukrainian uh, believers. And uh, they sent a note just this past week, and it said, the first fruit of the church planting work ripened. We had the first baptism The first one for Dima as a participating minister and it was a wonderful celebration for the whole church and especially for the family of the new believer Nikolai who without shame or hesitation confessed his faith before the church and a handful of confused onlookers. How cool is that? This little growing church in Ukraine has a heart to see their community transformed by the gospel, and Nikolai is the first fruit of this tiny little church, and I know more is going to come as these believers are pouring themselves out, and so we're excited that we get to be part of that as well. That's what we're here for. We're here to see lives transformed for eternity by the gospel, and these stories of 33 people in the last couple weeks are also part of our story as a church family. So thank you for being part of that. Thank you for celebrating with us. Uh, If you know these people. If you have a way of contacting Emmanuel, if you're friends on Facebook or uh, friends with Demon Maria, send them a note. Tell them we're we're encouraged by the work God's doing. And uh, as we continue to close out our time in worship right now, I'm just going to pray for us. We're going to pray specifically for those 33 individuals who are new believers now walking with Jesus and for what their life is going to look like as they head on a totally new trajectory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you drew us to yourself so that we might know you and praise you, that we might sit under trees and surrounded by your creation and sing praise to you. God, we thank you that we have brothers and sisters around the world that are on the same mission that we are to see people transformed by our relationship with you. Father, we thank you for Nikolai and these 32 men in Kenya whose lives will never be the same. God, we pray for the believers that will come alongside of them to help them walk in faith and obedience as their lives Uh, begin to look different. Father, we pray that you would strengthen them and encourage them. Pray that you would hold them up when family challenges arise, when there's pressure to, to move back towards their old way of living. God, I pray that you would allow your spirit to strengthen them and guide them. And leading in their homes, leading in their churches, and helping others to know you, to love you, and to follow you. Father, thank you for your goodness to us in providing that piece of property a few miles away from here. God, thank you that you know how that property will be used to make much of you. God, we know that you know how that property will allow Northwest Community Church to be able to be a disciple-making church that tells stories for years and decades to come of lives that are transformed by the gospel. Father, allow us to walk faithfully in the path that you have for us. We trust you. We ask that you would show us that in your timing. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for this time as a church family. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: I want to invite all of our educators, whether it's private school, home school, or public school, whether you are a teacher, we want you to come down front right now. We're going to conclude our service with an opportunity to understand that God has said to go. And our teachers are starting tomorrow, so teachers, come on. Come down. I've I've given you some indication. Come on. Yes. Yes. I'm talking homeschool, private school, preschool, whatever it is, you have put your yes on the table and God has defined your mission field and some of you are going to be sent tomorrow and some of you have already been sent earlier. But what we wanna also recognize is, is we, we, um, we celebrate the testimonies that you have heard today. Not We don't do these things so that we can be saved. We do these things because we are. We do that because we are not for our salvation, but because of our salvation. And so what we want to stand here to do is to recognize that God has sent us out. We put yes on the table, God's put us on the map, put it on the map, and now we have an opportunity to make a difference, and that's the way we're gonna close our service together. So join me in recognizing that you too are sent as well. Let me go ahead and pray for us right now. Lord in heaven, I thank you. God of the universe, we know you and can know you because of King Jesus. And Lord, when we know you and experience you and recognize that you are everything, we recognize, Lord, that we have a gift and a responsibility. Not to do these things for salvation, but to do them because of. So help us to recognize that in all the avenues that we live. Specifically right now, Lord, I pray for these teachers that are right in front of me. I pray, God, that you would use them for great things this year that you would encourage the student who feels so lonely, like nobody cares. Encourage the student that's struggling. Encourage the student that, Lord, things are going really well. Lord, use them for whatever way you see fit that that student needs. May you use these teachers right here this year for your glory and your glory alone. You've left us here for a reason. Help us to make much of you Help us to realize that life is about living the mission that you left us here. That is what glorifies you. That is the part of the go of Matthew 28. So again, Lord, we thank you for this service. We thank you for the testimonies of those that are living out and living on mission. And so tomorrow we pray for our students as they go to school. We ask you to help them to live out their faith in the midst of whatever school you have them at. Help them to live with boldness. Help them to live with confidence. Help them to live with conviction. Lord, help them to use this chance for your glory. And so Lord, again, we thank you that you are able to equip and your power that is in us to go through us and speak on your behalf. We love you. We thank you for sending us out. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.